I'm Rhea. And I'm Kiki. This is a Let's Talk podcast. So let's talk. Um, first, I want to apologize for the way that I sound. Yeah, we're both having a little bit of uh, colds, I guess. Yeah, and I we're getting over it. And you know how the last part is always your voice, yeah, going away before it comes back. And I I can't half hear myself, so I I sound horrible, and there's nothing I can do about it. So hope that's not too annoying. I kind of sound like a dude. <laughs> Um, what you were thinking of something? Oh, I'm always thinking. So today is going to be our monthly true crime, crime corner. corner. But uh, before we get started with that, what what has your week been like? Busy, very busy. I always I am working retail. And I've always been the type that has seen in any type of retail I've been in where right after Christmas, everything just like full on lemmings off the side of a cliff just dies. <laughs> Done. And I don't know if it's something to do with COVID or something like that, but seeing the, uh, it's actually been like an influx uh-huh. of people coming in and i'm like wait a minute this is my time to relax (laughs) why are you here i feel that but it's so it's it's been very very busy at the time of recording this is january no yeah well right now we're in december end of december but we're pre-recording and um i think i'm a little too far away from the microphone if we're being honest um we are still working oh, this audio on problem audio. yeah don't know it sounded pretty good when i've listened to it but um we've got some new uh we are trying out a bunch of different things so bear with us um so i'm i'm not even going to go into my week cuz it's just been sickness sickness like my whole on top week's of sickness, sickness trying to work through sickness um, so today's case that we're doing, and from what we've seen, you guys are enjoying this, so we Thank enjoy you. it. We do not love murder, but we have found that true like crime. moms and people of the momming age, yes, seem to have an interest in like murder mysteries or mysteries in general, yeah, because ours won't always be like murders, it can be a whodunit. It yeah. can be like anything like that. But we and we know a lot of other podcasters, um, YouTubers, things like that do these, and that's like their main the, the main point of their podcast, which it isn't ours, but we make this we yeah, we, it's something we enjoy, so we're going to add it in. Yeah, it's we're hoping that that you out there are also ladies of the momming age or men of the momming age. And enjoy like a nice little mystery every once in a while a nice little and it's factual. a little change up a lot of what we do is us we're talking and then we're like oh okay click here we go we'll start talking and that's what our podcast is it's kind of us and you know even if nobody else really likes it, it it's fun for us it's, it's a hobby it's not like it's our full-time job we have shitty full-time jobs that you know are what they are but this is our outlet and we like to do this and we know the majority of our friend base is into this stuff, into the topics we talk about, into true crime. Um, so today's episode, we were both supposed to do a little bit of research. You brought up the case. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. And do our little disclaimer. You didn't, but well, before we, I'm not even there yet, but, oh, okay. um, you ended up getting sidetracked yesterday and never got a chance to do that. So I did my anal retentive note making. Yes. I got five pages does it notes. on like graph paper. Yeah. I, I'm not my typing skills. Well, are... no, but she's very detail oriented and I'm about as detail oriented as you're good at like knowing the stuff in your head. 
where yeah. I'm like constantly following. I find that I either know it or I don't know it. <laughs> and that's the two options. I usually I have. don't know it, but I can read it back sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, what does that even mean? But anyway. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, we want to give a disclaimer. This is obviously about murder. If that's not your bag, don't don't hang around. And also a trigger warning for talk of suicide and eating disorders. So, anyway, <laughs> this week's case is, and you brought it, you said Michelle Carter. I, for some reason, thought that was one of the actors on Dawson's Creek. I don't know. I think it's Michelle Williams. I never watched Dawson's Creek. Well, Couldn't stand it, but that's another uh, yeah. story. So, Michelle Carter, and I, I don't know, that I never heard that name and so we'll just we'll preface this by by being somewhat correct and actually calling this the conrad roy, roy case. case um he was the victim <clears throat> yes um, um michelle carter being the perpetrator yes so in july of 2014 in the working class seaside community of fairhaven mass which now that's not too far not from, too far from us we it's in, in the general ballpark <laughs> yeah we're in the new england area um there lived a boy um named conrad roy that's i'm not a poet and that probably isn't even appropriate but anyway conrad was 18 years old he suffered from depression um he had depression and anxiety basically and he he was it seemed like he was good until his parents got divorced and it hit him the hardest he had two sisters in 2011 so he started going to he went to a psychiatrist they sent him to therapy he got diagnosed with anxiety and depression and in 2012 he attempted suicide by taking a lot of Tylenol and he had a friend that he kind of called up and said, hey, I did this. She contacted his mother and said, you need to go figure it out. He He's done something. And they saved him. Basically, they, you know, they intervened and stopped everything. And after that, he seemed to be doing better. Um, but then one day he told his mom he wanted to go for a walk. They went for a walk. He kind of seemed like he wanted to just hang out with the ladies his his sisters and his mom. And then later that night, he said he's going to his friend Ariana's house, which is the girl that had saved him from his previous attempt. Attempt. Um so he he left and later his sister got a call or a text rather from this girl, Michelle Carter, and it said, oh, I don't know if you know who I am, but I'm your brother's girlfriend, and I don't know where he, or do you know where he is, blah, blah, blah. I haven't heard from him. And the sister, not wanting to blow his cover, because he was with a, a girl, but it was a girl that was his friend, not a girlfriend. Yeah. Said, oh, I think he's with his dad. And that was that. So, but later, his parents, or his mom, rather, was like he isn't home and she called the friend and the friend said no he's not here when that happened she started to get a little worried because he wasn't where he said he was going to be and he did have histories of the depression and the suicidal tendencies so um eventually they call the authorities and the family and the authorities both start looking for him and they're not finding him, but they said, you know, he drives black F F two fifty. He um, said he was going look, looking for places that he normally went. Yeah. And they couldn't find him in any of these places. So eventually a cop started to, they, he saw a black F two fifty started following it, followed it into a Kmart parking lot. 
turns out that was not him, but in the Kmart parking lot was his truck with all the stickers and everything like his parents had said. And cop goes over, see it, and he was deceased at the time. They found him, um, and this is the next day, July 13th, and they found him, um, they didn't know exactly, you know, what had happened. There was no, like, wounds or anything. So then they found in the back seat was a gas-powered water pump, and he died by asphyxiation. From carbon monoxide yeah. poisoning. Um, now, Massachusetts law... <clears throat> um, when they anyone who's found under... Um, odd circumstance. They, I, that's yeah, a weird they, way to say it. They, it must be... Uh, investigated. Yeah. Must, they must autopsy and look into what happened. Yeah. So, um, what they found was no drugs, no alcohol. Um, that he had died at 8 p.m. the night before. Um, I'm, you're my sister and I love you, but I'm also going to slap you. Okay. If you tell me to speak up one more time, I am trying and I cannot hear myself. Anyway. Enter Michelle Carter. Um, nobody other than that text, nobody really knew much about Conrad and this girl. And or knew much of her <clears throat> at all. Yeah. So nobody knew where she came into play. He didn't talk about that he was dating her. But <clears throat> the sister had eventually, you know, said that she had gotten this text from her. And I'm trying to think. If the, I, I have, like, a break in my notes here that well, I, the mother knew that he was texting with this girl. Uh-huh. But didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Because it was just texting. They didn't, they only saw each other, I believe. Like twice. I think it was like five times they yeah, said. Yeah, very, very limited amount of time. But that he had this text relationship where you can really kind of let your guard down. There's not so much things that you wouldn't say to somebody looking yeah. straight in their face. And now when um the family found a notebook, the mom... Um, that was a bunch of his, uh, suicide notes to people. It was like the family and Michelle. Yeah, her specifically. And Michelle then started contacting the mother and consoling her for, you know, the loss of her son, blah, blah, blah. And I cared so much about him. Um, Michelle was from... Plainville, Massachusetts, which it looks like south of Boston, about an hour away from Conrad. So yeah, everyone was kind of like, and this is upper middle class. They're kind of like upper crust. She was a senior honor student. She had sports. She had a great reputation with her community. Um, the way that they met was in 2012. Her family. And his family were on vacation in Florida. And one of them's great aunt, I have great aunt, I'm not sure whose great aunt it was, introduced them. And they hung out that day and kind of like hit it off and then continued to date through text. Date. I don't, I don't know. I, we'll get to young, that later. Young people. Um, oh, I dropped my notes. So, um, Conrad was constantly making videos and stuff that people didn't know about at first, but he was making videos like talking to himself and saying, you know, he wanted to recover from his depression and things like that. And um, Yeah, he actually seemed to have kind of an uplifting yeah. uh, way about him. Or a, a seeming to want yeah. something more on a positive note he he did talk a lot about positivity and how he wanted to move past, past this. all the yeah the negative 
feelings and the negative behaviors. So through Facebook, Michelle then did a fundraiser in her town for Conrad, which again was uh, over an hour out of the way where a lot of people didn't know too much about this yeah. like it was it was available knowledge but and if you see the pictures have you seen the pictures yes she's smiling she's having a good time she's hugging her friends she's got a big grin on her face and <clears throat> there's more on this later but she did this you know kind of got a lot of attention doing it and the cops decided to come find out what's up and they called the phone that messages have been coming from and things like that because it was registered, not registered, but you know what I mean. To, right. Basically to her mom. registered. Yeah. And she answered. So they're like, okay, we're going to come down. They start talking to her and they take her phone. And when they start looking into the phone, that's where things get hairy because at first, she was very like supportive of him not doing things and yeah, like, like pushing him to not do saying you know d things could get better you don't yeah you don't have to do this you're an important person yep and then as time went by it changed and she started kind of helping him towards or at least like in a manner of speaking like being encouraging of negative thoughts. Yes. Negative ideas. Like if he said, I want to do this. Well, you probably well, should. Well, maybe be... you should. Maybe yeah. that's the best thing that could happen. And maybe this would be the easiest way to achieve that goal. Yeah. Well, the cops find this. And um, as they are looking, it starts going more localized like she's literally telling him this is the time this is your time you need to do this this is how you can do this this would be the easiest way to do this let me help you get this yeah water pump to do this like literally <clears throat> talking him into it assisting him. assisting him um down to the minute that literally the minute i'm he, saying literally a lot but it means yeah i mean to literally to the minute the only two empty spots were there was two calls made and nobody really knew obviously that was a phone call it wasn't a text you couldn't retrieve that phone call however michelle's an idiot we'll get into that later um so yeah she can she um comforted his mom and she she started making herself a bigger part of his life than she actually was yeah, in like real life. Yeah, like overblowing her importance in his life yeah. when she really... Like she made a scene at the funeral. Yeah, which when she I'm was sorry, literally a text friend. Yeah. At the end of the day. Um, that was two months after his death that she did the fundraiser, by the way. Um, and that's when the detectives were watching. Um, but they did take her phone... Um, she lied. She said she wanted to help. As soon as they got that, her family lawyered up. So, there was that. Um, uh, let's move on to my notes. Um, but yeah, she she helped to come up with the water pump idea. Um, the cops said without her, he wouldn't have done it. Said on that, because we're going to talk about that later. Um, so, in Massachusetts, I tried to write this correctly, and I couldn't quite figure it out. There's no statute that you can indict for encouraging someone to kill themselves. Um, whatever the case, they were yes, able to go so after her. They were able to pursue this. <clears throat> so, she entered a um, not guilty plea. Are, um, are we up to where we can... Why they were why they actually indicted her for this? Go for it. So the reason that they were able to indict her for this was that oh well yeah 
that it wasn't just like a, but wait, yeah, I think you should do this. She, the phone call that was missing, I was going to get to that later, but we might as well talk about it here. The phone call that eventually would go on to be the deciding factor Factor. of this happening was, um, it was actually in a text message. Yeah. Um, he called her, uh, apparently we don't have the actual call. It said, I don't, he had gotten out of the vehicle. I, I got out of the vehicle because it was working. And she, she said, encouraged him, said, get back get in that back fucking truck. in the truck, the fucking truck, the fucking truck. Yeah. Um, and on that, I'll call it order, suggestion, he did command. Stop. He did get back in the vehicle and he was the cause of his death. So it wasn't that they weren't attempting to indict her on saying i really think you should do it it was the order to get back in the truck after he had gotten out the encouragement after she knew that it was working yeah so did you see the picture of her face that she made during her plea i probably did at one point okay i'm gonna really fast um because this is one thing i really wanted to talk about and i was hoping um, she did she, her her expressions throughout the there, entire, but there was one look, and this is what the entire uh, trial were um either neutral, grumpy, annoyed, she irritated did a face though, um, just ultimately, uh, what's the word? I can't even think of the word. Like, okay, disinterest. I'm gonna put this on our Instagram. That's the face she made during her plea. And everyone, it's a Kermit face. If I know you know you the Kermit meme where he's pulled up next to somebody and is looking at him like, girl, you must be out of your mind. Like, that's the face she's making. And everyone saw it. And everyone is like, this insolent little shit. Yeah. Which. <clears throat> I, I I honestly think that's probably the most expressive she was, was throughout the entirety, the entirety of the trial. So when she, so she she filed the not guilty plea. Um, her trial began on June fifth, twenty seventeen, involuntary manslaughter. Um, Michelle chose to waive her right to a jury. She just wanted a judge because. The jury can, like, take into account emotional this and that. Yeah. Where a judge is just factual-based. <clears throat> um, what everything came down to, and I wrote a bunch of things, like, about her um, trial, which apparently she was needy and craved attention from everyone. Um, she had, like, a love for herself above everybody else. Um, she had this weird, like, fascination with almost feeling like her... Life and that I saw the glee point on there. Yeah, I wanted to talk um, about that too. That she saw her life as like a television show or a yeah. movie, and that she almost needed the big drama to feel I don't relevant something. But now the mom took the stand and she told about the first suicide attempt. Um, and that they wouldn't let her say that the other girl had stopped him, which I don't understand. The judicial system, and I never will. No, I could never be a juror. I think because, we talked about this yeah, before. Because if he had been stopped before, he it, could be stopped again. It, it, in my opinion, yeah. I'm just going to get into opinions here because that's what we do. Um, my opinion is, if he could be stopped, if a person or a an entity could stop him, there was a small kernel yeah. of doubt that this was the right thing to do that it was really what he wanted yeah that he reached out to this girl and said something and again now he what the defense wanted to make it look like was that he was a lost cause he was going to do it regardless um and i don't believe he would have i don't either. i think when he got out of that truck he would have been like man i've messed up now michelle was the only one that knew he was suicidal the second time nobody else knew he wasn't showing signs. He wasn't anything. 
he had this person he was talking to and unfortunately it was the wrong person um so michelle admitted now, i don't know she about texted. you but i would have said if somebody showed signs of ever doing that I feel like it's a um an ongoing lifelong thing and I would never yeah. assume the person was 100% not suicidal yeah. if you were ready to do it once yeah or attempt not do it but attempt it once yeah what would ever make that like lesser of a mm-hmm. option for you down the line but that's my opinion um now they didn't go hard on the mom cuz who wants to be hard on a mom that's you know lost her kid but um the little sister, the one that had taken the text from her. Yeah. She went on and they asked her a whole bunch of questions, but basically Michelle was giving herself an alibi by texting her at that time. They called a bunch of people. One was a friend of... It I'm was not sure if you read about friend. the timeline of the <clears throat> whole thing, but when yeah. she initially texted the sister to begin with... He was I, already dead. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, he was either dead or like um, right in the midst of it. Uh, but they talked to one of his friends said he didn't really know much about her that was kind of weird because he it did turn out that like he had talked to her previously but like she said something to him that and this was about the fundraiser because he had contacted the friend you mean her yeah okay and said you know this is kind of like why are you having it here when everybody's here and she kept making like little comments through text that well, now you're not trying to steal this attention from me, this like idea from me. And like, it just, when you heard it, it was extremely self-serving. Yeah. And, um, so they got into things like, um, Michelle had had mental problems of her own. She had been hospitalized for eating disorder. Um, she was on meds. And that comes into play a little bit later, but they talked to um, a a girl, Alice, that was on her softball team. And Michelle had this presence of being, like, overly, like, intense. Like, she was so intense that people couldn't really deal with her. And she would get real clingy. So this girl's mom finally was like, no, you're not being friends anymore. You're, you're. Yeah, and this I think we can it, all say that we've had a friend like that, that our mother yeah. was almost like, I don't really, like, they would call it the bad influence. Yeah. Like, I don't really like you hanging around with this kid. Yeah. I don't feel like this kid is uh, doing you any good. And then there was this girl, Lexi, that they called. She was a school friend. Um, but Michelle had text started texting her out of nowhere. And two days before Conrad actually died and went missing she told this girl that he had been missing for two days she didn't know what was going on and it was some sick sort of dry run she was doing to see what reaction she was going to get yeah once she did that and put it out there then she was on a mission and started pushing him to make it happen because she was like now i've said it i gotta make it real then there was the most crucial person they talked to which is sam boardman was a girl that she was kind of obsessed with. Um, this girl, she wanted to, if you get a chance, watch any documentary, the texts that this girl reads on the stand that Michelle wrote to her, it's the weirdest gaslighting. It's, it's bizarre. Were these the glee texts? No, Mm -hmm. um, not yet. Um, but this girl is the one that she said, I told him to get back in the truck. She told her this. So now, even though they didn't have these phone calls, they had her texts saying he got out and I told him to get back in. Which is ultimately why they um, went into finding out who the phone was registered to. Yes. So that no one could say, oh, but that was my mom's phone. She was texting. Yeah. This is, it's, it's all wrong. It's not. When they called her and she answered yeah. the phone, they then knew this was her. She was the one yeah, writing these, sending these text messages. And now the big thing was that everyone said Michelle didn't seem to have like no boundaries. She didn't know boundaries. Um, She just 
would do anything to get close to certain people. And um, when she said that she told him to get back in the truck, she said, I could have stopped him. But I told him to get back in the truck. Um, that in itself, like, <clears throat> what is wrong with you, Michelle? First of all, to tell him to get back in the truck. Second of all, to tell someone, to text it. It is, and it comes to, like, where, when, when <coughs> killers will kill, and then if nobody notices, they're not happy. So, like, you take I mean, the Zodiac killer that we've yeah. never, but had to send these letters saying, I did this. Yeah. Because they want the notoriety. It's almost like she wanted the notoriety of what she'd and done. now on notoriety and to the whole Glee thing, Michelle was obsessed with Glee especially Rachel from Glee. And Conrad died. And th this could be a whole bunch of bullshit. We don't know. First of all, when she texted Sam about him, about Conrad she dying. She texted verbatim. Uh, yeah, like actual script that from Rachel um, from Glee had... Yeah. Um, said in the series and not just in the series but in the series where her on-screen boyfriend had died had died her the leah michelle's actual boyfriend cory Mont cory montes Jeez. had yeah. died in real life and they wrote it into the script as and well now, here's just this is creepy and again we don't know this this could just be it was up to the day that cory he... died july 13th 2013 Conrad died July 12th, 2014. So literally uh, to almost to the day. Uh, uh, you know what? Conrad was found on the 13th, but I think he was actually er, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he died on the 12th. Never mind, I was looking at the backwards. Um I but so and this isn't this isn't, you know, this isn't in stone, but it's just a a circumstance that's a very coincidental and fishy. to be it's sauce. <laughs> yeah, considering the everything that happened there, it was just just yeah. uh, it, it lent itself to saying that this could be yep. something, and it, to me, this could be really screwed up. And this kid is, yeah, d in my opinion, deranged. So there was a, a police officer that was on the stand, and he told how Conrad had called a domestic on his dad, uh, like, about, I think it was like a month or something earlier, and his dad punched him and got arrested but never charged, um, and he tried to, maybe this is what pushed him to want to kill himself. We, again, don't know. They had, for Michelle, a doctor, Dr. Bregan, I think his name is? Yes, who was not actually no. a doctor now the things that he said he i've said. seen um other other testimonies like this and it does make sense involuntary intoxication she was taking selexa yes now involuntary intoxication they even like questioned him and it's not a psychiatric term it's a legal term yeah uh but that due to her meds um your meds can make you not quite as aware and that of things that you're what uh, his of, argument not of the right from wrong but of moral <clears throat> yeah i guess but that his, would be right from wrong his testimony said that there was a point in which her medication <clears throat> made her start to believe that what that she, she was, was doing helping yeah, him was to get to heaven she was helping him to move towards his goal. She thought she was doing a good thing. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, I do. I think I think in some <clears throat> cases, like, for instance, if you were to say on, I don't really know drugs. I'm not a drug addict. Yeah. But if you took a certain drug and then said, no, I can definitely go to the store because mom needs some hamburger and I'm going to get her that hamburger so she can make dinner. That... I can understand yeah. that uh, uh, un, un what's the word unintentional un Incident? what was the word the word we just involuntary used? involuntary intoxication. Uh, right, intoxication um 
Or like, for instance, when I had my C-section and I was on the yeah medication and I I'd taken it one last day and found myself just nodding off on the couch. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't intending to be like that, but I was. <clears throat> but where it... Where it... Her rationale at the end when she told him to get back in the car, it's yep. too far above and beyond to say that that was just assisting him with yep. doing the right thing. And the prosecution did knock his testimony down. Oh, yeah. There, um, there, there is no medical evidence of this particular thing. thing. Um, but, like, if you were, say, in a car accident going to get the meat for your mom, you were... Yeah. Involuntary. I can't remember this Involuntary damn word. Um, but, yeah, she... At that point, she was making a complete, full, and rational decision. Yes. To tell him to... And I almost would say that the way sometimes I yell at you for saying swears too often, uh-huh. for adding in the fucking car, that it was almost like a... Uh, overdramatic, where if you were just like melancholy, no, you should definitely do this. It's the best thing for you. I want you to be happy. Yeah, it was like... But if you're, you're like, get going- in the fucking car! You know, that seems more like a... Yeah. You... You are able to make a decision, empathetical yeah. or emotional plea to this person. That's yeah. I wouldn't say you were intoxicated yep. at this point, because when you're intoxicated, you're like, "Give me my keys." You know, there's <laughs> not very much. I don't. <laughs> yeah, you know that one very well. Um, it's not a. That's me. It's it's not a very level-headed. Even yes. though I wouldn't call saying that to somebody level-headed, but she was saying it in a level-headed, yeah. texting it in a level-headed tone. Mm-hmm. So, the verdict, the judge took three days. When he came back and, again, like, watched the footage, this little pissant is sitting there, and, again, she has this, like, Cara Delevingne, um... Yes, that's the... Just this blank ass look on her face. This she's sitting there bored. She almost looks like, oh, when can this be over? Exactly. Like, that's like exactly irritated with the whole situation. So, hush in the courtroom, but it was like roller coaster ride. The judge would be like, this, and she go, and then he go, and this, and then she be, yeah. So, when it finally gets down to it, she's guilty. Um, she got 15 months, uh, 12 out of the 15 months were served. Um, she was released early on probation, um, till August, 2022. So she's out. Um, the judge said the texts themselves we're not yeah, enough the judge to convict for manslaughter. The judge actually said that he does not in any reason need to explain why he yeah. chose what he chose. And yet he did because he was... I, I'm sure you have He here. said that text, the texts encouraging him yeah. were not enough. No. But the fact that she told them that she had called him literally literally right before it happened and told him to get back in that fucking truck knowing that he was halfway to dying it was working it's not like you were telling him just to get back in the truck and wait a while and think about about it yeah she told him to get in and finish the job and that's where she got nabbed now the mother family people in his area are trying to get Conrad's law established in Massachusetts, which would, it has something to do with that. Um, getting the, what do you call it? So that people can be held accountable. Oh, getting a law passed? Yeah. And, um, 
I have so many opinions on that because it's it's hard. A, most of the times you wouldn't know if it was happening. And I, I suppose, like, at the end, it would give some sort of justice for if it happened again. And, of course, it would be too late again. But, yeah. Um, if someone, say, were to find out, like, a friend found out, say, like, this, I forgot the girl's name, Lexi. Sam. Or Sam, whoever knew about it, uh -huh. would feel more compelled to say something. Yes. To stop it before it could um, come to what it came to. Yeah. Um, so, before we continue, what is the name of that powder that you put in your drink and it makes it more watery? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, our first question, I um, wrote a couple questions. Um, and my first question was, you know, in your opinion, um, do you speculate that he would have committed suicide regardless? I don't, I don't think, think he so. would have. I think had it been anyone else on the other end of that phone, he wouldn't have done it. But a further question. I think that he, he felt a, some despair. He felt he needed help. But I think when he got into the, the, the situation, whatever uh -huh. the situation was that he was making an attempt, then said to him, no, 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 no. I need to figure this out. This mm. isn't going to figure it out. I need to figure this out. And was stopping. It was like, it was a cry for help, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. That it was more of a cry for help. And he, I don't feel he had the tools to reach out in a proper way to somebody. But no, that's And I'm question. wondering if like the whole, because of the parents, did he not, he, obviously he didn't feel comfortable going to his dad. father. Um, he probably felt like as some people his have mother said feel that his the mother, mother said he doesn't want to bother yeah. her with it because yeah. she's going through a divorce. This is it. But I feel like there should have been some way for him to get um, into a therapy, into a... And now they do well, have these the kind thing. of things for schools now. I know my daughter has it where there's a person there that if a kid is having a problem... That kid can go to this person. They don't have to wait for their mother to find a therapist. They go to this person, talk to the person about it, and then the person can assist with the family, with however, to get the kid more but help. Now, what it did seem like is that he was on meds, I believe. He was seeing a therapist. And, I th and he was 18. So, where... Does it get to the point where, okay, so he's an, a, pretty much an adult, and he is in this place, like, I feel like somebody should have been a little more on top of the fact that he's just texting with this one person all the time. But again, they didn't know I, he it, was... It is kind of, it's a sticky wicket, because... He's 18, so you really don't have the right to check up on who yeah. and what he's doing. But at the same time, I almost feel like that the parent, whichever one, and I'm not putting blame on either parent, uh -huh. at dinner or when they're sitting around, hey, who you been talking to lately? Yeah. Who are you friends with? What are you, what are you been doing? Well, the fact you know? that nobody really knew much about his personal life. Including his family. They, they, one thing we kept saying, he was very to himself, very secretive. When someone has attempted suicide, like, I feel... And that's you just my need opinion, to get into their shit a little bit. Whether they like it. it or not. Exactly. For their own good. Like, no, we have both gone through mental... Issues. Issues. When you are having a problem, even though... And this is after your daughter, you had postpartum depression... You didn't realize you had it. No. But me and your best friend realized you had it. And then we were on your shit daily about it. Yeah, even if I fought it for a little yeah. while, there was somebody there and when acknowledging it. I'm having a hard time, you know. Yeah. Um, You're there, you're watching, you're making, you know, like, it. if suddenly I cut myself off, 
and you didn't know who I was hanging out with. You didn't know what I was doing, where I was going. Oh, I'd start nagging the crap yeah. out of you. And I, again, not holding anything against the parents or anything because, like, he was 18 years old. Um, but maybe there should be. But then at the end of the day, I think it was just a, also a, a thing of, what do you call it? Not sure. That it was unfortunate that it was yeah. like, <coughs> there was a billion people that he could have started talking to that. Now, I can't, I can't remember offhand, but did she isolate or attempt to isolate him? I don't think she tried to isolate him, but I think he was already self-isolating and it worked in her favor. I mean, like, uh, did she, did she try to be like, we'll talk to, talk to me, don't, they're not good for you or any of that. I can't, I, I can't feel like she remember. probably did to a degree. I think there was something about that. And yeah, don't quote us. Regardless anything, of whether or not it was intentional, they she was his confidant. Yeah. So she was the one he was going to and she knew it. Yeah, she she knew she had a con some control one way or the other. Yeah. So when I think when it gets to the point that a person is crying for help like that, they're, they need to have the right kind of support system or yeah, it would be easy to push them. They become point. impressionable at that point. This is like totally morbid, but I think about, or I thought about when I heard like research this, whole thing when he got out of that truck a what did he say to her probably something along the lines of i'm scared i don't know if i want to do this and that that was his last minutes with that crazy bitch yeah and in his head, he, uh, this is speculation, of course, but that he must have felt if he didn't do this, he <laughs> was letting her down. And that was, I think, the way she groomed him. Yeah, exactly. And at the same time, why, I don't know, why, did, I don't even know how to voice it, but why would you feel that way and why would the other party feel it okay to make you feel like you owed them anything especially your life and the thing that throws me and we're old school yeah that you were literally a met several times probably never made out never slept with this person uh -huh. texted back and forth that this person was that important in your life Someone that you didn't even see on a regular basis. I have a friend who I text all the time, and it's usually jovial, memes, pictures of animals, stuff like that. I don't think either one of us would feel like if we said, oh, you should go kill yourself, that you know what that I would almost be think, something... though? I almost think when it comes to a text messaging relationship or just by phone or whatever i almost feel like somebody that is in a compromised mental state could almost start to see that as the little voice in their head the way i see it is like your mind palace so yeah you don't really have this person but in your but head you probably got like this whole story of your whole life together yeah that you kind of throw out a proportion that you would say oh me and my friend talked about me and my friend did this me and my friend did that yeah where it's almost like a not delusional but like a delusion yeah idea yeah 
where you see something more out of this person than actually is there because you you only see what they want you to see you yeah. don't see their other behavior like the way so that if you guys are having like a one-on-one conversation of oh you mean the world to me you are my everything yeah you are so precious in your head you're probably picturing some like bogart situation where yeah you're holding your love in the black and white film and you know yeah what do you think as far as it that there was a change in her and that through these thousands of text messages she went from compassionate and helpful to diabolical almost um, knowing the rest of like the stories from the other people and the other girls, mm. it makes me feel like it was a 100% pure grooming experience where it was gain the trust, gain the trust, gain the trust. You, now you've gone through the divorce, your parents divorcing. I'm here for you. I'm, yeah. I'm comforting for you. I'm here for your, for your benefit, for your friendship, for your outlet. And then I'm sure she started seeing where his trust started yeah. and ended with her. And like I said, grooming, where she then was able to little by little go from you're too good for this, you're important to this world, to, well, let's see how far I can push it. Like, you know, when you boop your pet on the nose yeah, and you keep booping and you know, there's eventually going to be that one boop that's going to make the dog want to bite your finger off. Yeah. And you do that one last boop. Yep. Or when you're a little kid and you're next to your friend and you keep t- touching the kid, touching the kid and the kid's finally like, stop touching me. Now, do you think she was a deep down killer or do you think she just used that because she realized that that could get her the attention she wanted? I don't I wouldn't say she was a killer. I would say she was a manipulator. She liked seeing that her action created a reaction. I like I sit here today and I think now she walked out of the court or out of the jail rather looking like Andy Warhol. I don't know what's going on. I'm not trying to be judgmental of her looks. Everyone can look the way they want. I don't like her face. But anyway, um, no, she definitely has that, that little Manson she, look there. Yeah, the dead eyes. But she is living every day knowing that she didn't hold a gun to his head. But she was the gun. Again, Manson. It's, it's, I mean, obviously it's not nearly to the same caliber oh, that he was, but that mind manipulation but do you he lived he he went to his grave saying i did not kill those people and he didn't he did not put a gun to those i'm sure there was like the whole shorty issue that he actually killed but he it's almost like if you have that particular type of personality you can say i didn't kill him i can sleep at night because i did not kill him he he got back in that truck and but I would never be able to live with that even thread of of this suggestion. is a thing that has to do with like my mental issues. But I feel like it that is the worst kind of disgrace because they will never have justice because there will not be justice, even if she was put to death, which obviously they would not do, because. In her opinion, in her mind, in her everyday life, she had nothing to do with it. It was him. And yeah. that isn't the truth. No. But I don't think. I don't think so either. And I think that, especially her comforting the mother and things like that. Like, to where me, were you? Sick. You were yeah. there to tell the mom, oh, you, you poor thing, you lost your hand. He meant so much to both of us. Where were you with his mom's phone number? Hey, he's in a truck Call trying to do immediately. something. Yeah, it, something's wrong. And again, because of what she said, yeah, when she told him to get back, she knew what was happening. Yes. And I believe they did talk about how had she called the cops immediately, it could have been prevented. Yes. 
he would have been found before it happened. I, I wonder today, like, if... But she was sending those nonsensical her. text messages to other people. If he had called her and she didn't answer, would he have been like, this is stupid, <clears throat> turned off the thing, didn't get back in the truck, called somebody for help? Yeah, said, fuck you guys, I'm going home. Yeah. And that's the... That's the bottom line of it is she took someone who was in a fragile mental state and yep. pushed him over the edge. You basically talked him off the ledge, but in the wrong direction. So do you do you think the, the dead expression that she had throughout, do you think that was natural or do you think that was like a strategy to not show expression? I think... Because it didn't even seem neutral. It seemed irritated. Yeah. I agree. Like, I, when you have someone who just sits there, like, stoic uh -huh. is one thing. But she, to me, it looked like she wanted to fold her arms over and be like, let's get this over with. I need to go. Yeah. And I don't think her... I feel like she knew, and I'm doing air quotes, knew that at the end of this... She was in the right. She was going to walk away a free woman. Yeah. It also makes me wonder, like, at her age. I never said what her age was, and I honestly don't know. Did I have that written down? I don't know. Uh, but I'm assuming she was in and around Conrad's age. I want to um, say she was 17. I want to say so, too. Um, but that she could have this ability yeah to one thing i yeah, guess she was she, 17 at the she time. always said that she had such a bad upbringing and her parents were like that that isn't true she had like the best upbringing but she would constantly say that and again attention like she was always trying to get attention one of my questions here was like um this thing in people today and i I know, like, social media and everything. Yeah, a lot of it, I think, comes from, like, attention. views, likes, TikTok, all that stuff. Instant gratification of what you're doing and, like... And feeling like somebody likes you. Her, Ooh, that person liked me. They didn't like yeah. you. They don't know you. Yeah. They liked a, an the image picture, or something, yeah. which you can always put out as something completely different. But that she would try to get these people to be friends with her. And, like, I guess people didn't like it because she was so intense. And I'm assuming, like, stage five clinger to everybody. Yeah. And I, I want to say, have I ever known anybody like that? I usually try to keep massive I arms have. length on people like that. I have known people like that. And I am a yes man. So like many times I wouldn't push them away. Many situations I was in were, were it's awkward this... where you're almost trying to hide like this to get away from them. Yes. And thankfully, I mean, when we were in school, that yeah. cell phones and all that stuff wasn't yeah, they huge. So, the the constant texting and, I guess, like, text stalking is a thing now. I, mm. I don't know. It just... I would like to say that I'm glad we are not young in this era. Yes. Um, Some of the stuff today scares the daylights out of me. And I don't have a kid. You do. And it scares shit out of me for you and her. Yeah. I do not like, and I'm generalizing here with young people, <clears throat> the way that manipulation is so ingrained, like, through everything. But you're manipulating yeah, the way like, your pictures I, so look. You're manipulating I the way that you are. I did not know what gaslighting meant. I, again, I'm old. I didn't know what it meant. I had to look it up, and I actually looked it up yesterday because I saw it come up in this case a lot. Yeah. And the fact that you do hear that word so often nowadays, and when I found out what it meant, FYI, it means when someone constantly, like, makes you feel stupid 
or talks you i can't even explain they it. make you feel like, like they're the victim even though you are yeah like you're the bad guy and they're yeah. the good guy and you're usually like, for instance if a guy sits and constantly says like rags on his wife's driving oh women driving women driving even if she's a better driver than him like has never gotten in an accident and he's been in like yeah. five that kind of thing and the fact that that's something people can do nowadays well no i have to when we were younger there was gaslighting to a degree but when you're doing that face to face the other person looks at you and is like screw nah, you dude yeah where when you're a an impressionable and you want this boy person, to like you or this yep. girl to like you and they're like saying something in a text right before well, bed the, and you're like example. oh my god i have to someone i talked to that's a little on the younger side she had just started dating a person and they cheated she was smart enough and was like no i'm i'm done with this and she sent me a text thread and she was like done with it but like it was actual like it was actual gaslighting he started out by saying oh, well, I'm just such a horrible person. And then she was like, you wasted my time. And then he's like, well, you know, I'm just, I need to kill myself, blah, blah, blah. And started doing that. And she's like, goodbye, this this is, I see what you're doing here. She's a, a stronger person than most. And I think, that is where it is. is you're young you you want this relationship be it with a friend with a boy with a it girl it seems whatever. like nowadays people have a hard time yeah with the possibility of not being liked yeah when in my opinion if you don't like me i have no use for you when i was younger i wanted to be liked but I also understood and could it internalize. In, yeah, internalize. I couldn't think of the word. The fact that, but it's not going to happen with everybody. I actually, Where I remember today, an episode of the show Recess. Recently found out that the voice actor for Mikey died. Made me really sad. But um, there was a, it was his name TJ? The red baseball cap kid. I can't remember anymore. Well, anyways. He wanted this one kid to like him, and he went through the whole thing trying to get the kid to like him. And the last, like, scene, the kid was just like, "I just don't like you." Yeah, nothing against you. I just don't like you. And it's like people can't handle that. No. This but, need to be liked, to be noticed, to be praised, to be—it just doesn't make any sense. To it me. doesn't. I'm not. I'm not going to waste my time trying to make someone like me that doesn't have any interests that I have that doesn't have any anything to do with me and life is hard enough without having to live every day forcing this it's person like, to like it's you. one of those i got my own shit deal with yours yeah i don't want to i'm not going to sit there and be like oh you like macrame i'm going to start doing macrame i hate macrame but i'm going to do it because you like it yeah i know it it's not worth it in the end no and it people's differences is what makes them interesting so now, if everybody had liked michelle i still don't think that would have been enough for her i think she's a narcissist she's a narcissist, narcissistic and tendencies. she was just addicted to attention yeah she wanted to live in a movie yeah that, when i saw that glee thing and this is back to the glee thing that like haunted me a little like, I thought about that in the middle of the it night. It was like, sad. Like, you know, you'll have, like, there's always some kid that you knew in school that will be like, oh, yeah, and I did, and they'll be, like, telling the story of something that they did, but it's, like, straight out of, like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High or something yeah. like that. It didn't actually happen to them, but they're, like, trying to make their life seem cool, but actually trying to live it out like that. I mean, it's one thing to watch, like, that Everest movie and then go climb Everest. Yeah. But to be like, I'm going to be, I I don't know, Rachel, was her name Rachel? Rachel Leo from Michelle, Glee. I think is the... And I'm going to live my life as if I'm her. That's just, 
you know what? That's... Go learn to sing and go on Broadway like Leah yeah, Michelle. Yeah, take the good parts of her and Don't... do that instead of trying to be like a TV show. A TV show is a TV show. It's not real. And like that she didn't care about him or if he died. Oh, I think she cared if he died. Oh, he was a pawn. She in just her wanted him to game. Yeah, she's sick. But to do that with another human being. And this kid seemed like a pretty cool kid. Like had a lot going for him. Yeah, I I think if he'd been able to, especially being like eighteen. It, yeah, they say you're an adult, but you I are. vaguely remember eighteen and. Thank God nobody let me do anything of importance yeah. at that point. All right, so um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We enjoyed doing it, talking about it, obviously. I still apologize for my voice. Sounds like it's getting worse right now. I don't know. It's probably from Yickety Yak. And yeah. We might record another episode, so you have to, you may have it to again. listen to it again. Um, we have an Instagram we are desperate. I am just, you aren't helping me much, but I am desperately trying to make it decent. Like I'd like to do a theme, but I'm not good at themes. Uh, check it out anyway. And talk to us on there. DM us. Um, we also have an email. Oh wait, our Instagram. We didn't even give that the let's talk podcast. RK. We posted a, we said, if we got enough listeners, we post our faces. We, I made us little, like they're like avatars. Uh, yeah. They're like avatars, but like it's, just cartoon images of what we actually look like and you can see our eyes we're peeking up over the thing and it's got a little song it's it's kind of cute yeah i had to listen to the whole song because i liked it um and then we have email that's the let's talk podcast at yahoo.com uh drop us a line uh if you want to hear anything talk for me because i sound awful if you if you have anything you'd like to hear us talk about if you have a true crime case that you'd like to hear about a mystery maybe i don't that know we don't know about let us know we yeah. will research it happily because i don't think there's too many we don't know at this point yeah we hope you had a happy new year since that's where we are right now even though you won't hear this for another month and we are not doing new year new you oh my goodness it's same old us but uh, this will be after but we want to know your thoughts on our funny episode. We could say it because it's after. Yeah. Our funny poop story episode. If you haven't watched the po- or listened to the poop story episode, it's just for fun. And it's we left. Just- we literally hit the button. It was like, it was like we were talking about it and just said, let's record it because we're adults. Poop's funny. Yeah. So, yeah. And poop is funny. So if you need an upper after listening to our downer of a murder case, go back. And listen, listen to the poop, to episode. The poop episode. All right. Bye. And on that note, oh, we, we will right. say bye. Bye.